2: Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast.
0: So it turns out that we are waiting to see what Vladimir Putin does. And he may invade Ukraine any minute now, they're saying. Any minute now. Any second now. So I asked this question on Twitter and I'll ask it to you. Would you rather have mean tweets or World War Three? Because you see, after the last president, <laughs> we apparently get a lot of mean tweets, but we didn't have World War Three. so, you know, there's, there's that, just saying. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you today, and so good to have you this afternoon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging with me. Oh, Yes. Waiting for World War Three. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it seems like Joe Biden's weakness, and the fact that you've got certain people in his party itching—I mean, itching for war—is what it seems like to me. Doesn't it seem like that to you? And anybody who doesn't want World War Three is now a, a shill for Vladimir Putin. But let me start with some other things right now for you. Let's see here. Now, this is a security guy, security uh, guard, kicking a guy out of the mall for wearing a Trump mask. Now, I've had my own tangos in the past with mall security, as you know, not over wearing a Trump mask. But I'm just saying. Here we go. Can I get a reaction? I shouldn't be shocked that I have a reaction. Right. No, it's just I've, I've been to this for a week now. I'm coming in here almost every day. First time
3: somebody said something.
0: People the Kind of hard to hear, but guy gets booted he's got his, his Trump mask on. And there's one, and two, three, you're, you're four mall cops. Here. Why
4: is he getting oh. picked out for a Trump mask? It's private property. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That because is. you're 17 no, it's and not. you're in the I'm not 17, I'm no? 21.
0: Turn off. I'll leave. I'll leave.
4: 71, oh, my way. That's not. Oh, so scared.
0: Oh, ooh. Wow, mall cops showing, flexing his muscles right there, huh? Paul Blart. Paul Blur throwing a guy out for wearing a Trump mask. I'll tell you what, I hope he has a little sed- segue. No, oh, it is a segue, right? Uh, I, 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 it was, you know, I mean, it, it is private property. It's public access, but it's private property. But nevertheless, still, what a jerk. What a jerk. And then it'd be so rude to that young girl. He's a tough guy. Tough guy. There's a reason why guys like that don't become police officers, by the way. There's a reason for that. Guys, I'm not saying all mall cops are like him. I'm saying that guy's a jerk is what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, this is a guy who's not a jerk. This father happens to be black. I'm only saying that in the context of because what he's discussing here is CRT. And I want you to listen to why he's so concerned about CRT, critical race theory, because it's a warning for parents of all skin colors. And particularly because his children, I'm guessing might be mixed race and he doesn't want them to learn about racism. Take a listen.
3: Discrimination resolution, the CRT deal, because it's, it's happening. And as a parent, I speak to other parents. There's a few things that we don't want. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual. I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want, and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan color kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Now, obviously, we had to take the wheel back for the mask, but we're taking the wheel back from Washington all the way to Raleigh and into our local school board because CRT, all of that, the parents don't want it. It's a big fat lie. There's not one belief. If you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed, and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil, regardless of the experience that you've had with them. And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America, right here in North Carolina and Canberra County, we know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. The fact is, I've been a business owner right here in North Carolina, and I deal with white people, black people, Hispanic people. My children deal with everybody. And the racism is only happening at the government level and on the media. The fact is, you have racists, and there's like, you can't even find them hardly. You just hear the stories about them. But this is, this is what we're dealing with. The parents are taking the wheel. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything, athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm gonna let your son rough her up? <laughs> This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents, because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. Because I'm telling you, parents will go further down any street than anyone who loves their country alone. My name is. That's
0: pretty good. I wish I would have left his name because I think that guy should run for governor of North Carolina. Fantastic. Everything he's saying is spot on, too. And, you know, I mean, I've been very open with you about the fact that our two of our kids are adopted and that they're mixed race. And I hope that they don't learn that their parents are racist and that they are at a disadvantage in life because of um, whatever. I, You know, that's my hope in life. That's why I'm so opposed to the CRT crap that's going on. All right, let me give you some other stuff that's uh, happening today in the news. First of all, uh, new 29-page Sussman filing accuses Durham of extraordinary prosecutorial overreach and seeks dismissal false statement charges because the issue is entirely ancillary matter about who Sussman's client might have been when he met with the FBI. That is the latest on that and I'm sure the media is going to run with this today and say that, oh, they're going to dismiss Sussman's charges against or uh, dis- yes, yeah, su- dismiss Sussman's charges oh yeah, they're going to get him out, Durham is full of it, he made it all up, you'll see they made it all up, they'll, they'll start parroting those lies in just some, they probably already have by now They probably already have. Uh, Let's see. I'm looking at a number of uh, different stories today. What I can tell you is right now, we are looking at normalcy coming back in so many different ways. But that little, little bureaucrat, Anthony Fauci, trying so hard to keep us masked up. Now now it's masks for flu season. This guy must be in the pocket of big masks. How the hell did we all get through this in our lives? Honestly, how do we all survive up to this point without without walking out with masks on all the time? This is what I want to know. Because I, the truth of the matter is that I know that the flu, used, what do they say, 50,000 people die a year from the flu? People die of things. People, I mean, it's. I hate to say it, but people do die. And if it's not the flu, it might be something else. I just, I mean, I, again, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It's a sad state. I wish we could live forever. Do I though? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. There, it depends on the day. It just uh, depends on the day. Anyway, anyway, this is uh, this is Fauci here, a, San- a Santo Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor.
2: If you look at the winter of the first winter uh, we had. Through COVID-19, if you look at the CDC's flu view, each year they show you the peak, it goes up, it comes down, it goes up, it comes down. That winter, it was like this, straight, no flu, no flu, because people were staying indoors, they were not interacting with people. We got the first hint of that when one of my colleagues from Australia, during their winter, which was our summer, called up and said, Tony, something strange is going on. We're not seeing any influenza this year. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? He says, no, we're having no influenza. And that's exactly correct. If we adapted the voluntary mask, because you don't want to get people to go off the wall about any mandates. But there are going to be some people who are going to say during the respiratory transmission cycles of the winter, I prefer if I go on a subway, I'm going to wear a mask. Or if I go someplace where there's a crowd, I want to wear a mask. I'll bet, I'm not, I'll bet you, I know that the respiratory illness uh, incidence would decrease.
0: I don't care. I don't want to walk around a mask all the time. If you do, knock yourself out. Everybody goes, well, you know, in Asia, they sit and they walk, they wear a mask all the time. Yeah, a lot of these viruses come from Asia. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. This one did, SARS did. If you want to walk around with a mask on, knock yourself out. I, I won't say anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be my guest. I have no interest in it. Our immune systems need a workout. They really do. Our immune systems need 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 reps. And it goes back to that old George Carlin bit about germs. You know, we can't walk around in a bubble all the time. And I think guys like Fauci would love for us to be in a bubble. But that's not realistic. That's not realistic. And and and, and I don't know, maybe there's gonna be another Something that comes around and we'll wish we have had 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 the immunity of a, of a milder strain of the flu to help protect us from that. Has anybody ever think about that? Why doesn't this guy ever think about that? You know, maybe perhaps a mild flu strain would give us the protection we need from a more severe flu strain. I don't know. Just seems pl- plausible. Seems like if you got Omicron, you have the antibodies it might protect you from a, from a more serious strain of COVID. But I just think it's about control with these guys. And I don't believe him when he says voluntary. I, I think if he were up to Fauci, everything would be mandated. He loves this stuff. You kidding me? He loves this. Here's a little Joe Biden for you. The infrastructure
4: also helps us invest in cleaner, stronger, more resilient electric grid with 100% clean electric energy being generated by the year 2035. And some of those utility poles and transformers are going to be installed by machines that are right here at a place like Skylift. You know, all of this is doing, going to do is create more good paying jobs and make more make us more globally competitive and help us fight climate change and get to net zero. To get to look, there's so much more to say. I'm inclined to go on, but I've kept you too long. Let me close with this. If you've done what you've done here
0: in Lorraine, it shows what's possible. That's good. You've reclaimed your waterfront, cleaned your drinking water. There you go. Hey, get to speed up the teleprompter here. Uh, uh, oh, look, I could go on all day, but come on, get, get speed it up. It, it must have got stuck again. Don't you hate when that happens, when the teleprompter gets stuck? Oof. Ouch. Oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> so there was an op-ed in the Washington Post today. And I didn't get a chance to share it with you this morning because I don't normally start my day reading the Washington Post. This op-ed in the Washington Post essentially says that freedom is white supremacy. All right. Freedom is white supremacy. And that's where we are with things right now. The Ottawa Trucker Convoy is rooted in Canada's settler colonial history. Okay, this is a piece in the Washington Post by Taylor Disart, a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Pennsylvania. She's in the, the Department of History and Sociology of Science at UPenn. I was joking around yesterday, and um, I was saying that the we can now say that the University of Pennsylvania is now the official Karen College. In recent weeks, a convoy of truck drivers from across Canada began arriving en masse in Ottawa. The Freedom Convoy traveled to the Canadian capital to protest new vaccination requirements for essential workers crossing the U.S.-Canada land border. The convoy has amassed significant support... Its now removed GoFundMe page raised more than $10 million, and it has been celebrated by several center-right and right-wing public figures, including Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and former President Donald Trump. The Freedom Convoy now touts itself as an anti-all-mandates movement desiring to remove all public health mandates. While the convoy's supporters have characterized the protest as a peaceful movement, Uninformed by politics, race, religion, or any personal beliefs, many supporters have been associated with or expressed racist, Islamophobic, and white supremacist views. When Tucker Carlson of Fox News interviewed Benjamin J. Diekter, cementing his place among the movement's leaders, Diekter rambled and likened Canada's western provinces to a third world country, due presumably to immigration. In Ottawa, various reports captured maskless protesters brandishing Confederate, Nazi, and Trump 24 flags... Police have launched dozens of criminal investigations and made at least 20 arrests, including for carrying weapons in a public place and assault. Now, just let me stop this for a moment here. 20 arrests out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of truckers. And yes, there were people who brandished Confederate Nazi flags and then they go and Trump 24 flags (laughs) because that's the same thing, obviously. Uh, And if a couple yahoos have a Nazi flag, why does every trucker get branded with that? It's just insulting to, to, to assume then this guilt by association. But that's what you do when you don't have any critical arguments. The convoy has surprised onlookers in the United States and Canada because um, both because of the explicitly racist and violent perspectives of some of the organizers. No, it's because the media keeps saying they're racist and violent. Where's the, viol- the violence? The violence. We have a 20 arrests and none of that has been for violence. So wh- where, where is this violence you speak of? Why aren't they driving their trucks into the Capitol and smashing the building? I mean, what, wh- why isn't that happening if they're so violent? We do a lot of damage with some of those big rig trucks. How come they're not doing it? Because they're not violent. That's why. The convoy represents the extension of a strain of Canadian history that has long masked itself behind peacefulness or unity. It's known as settler colonialism. It is not incidental that this latest expression of white supremacy is emerging amid a public health crisis. The history of Canadian settler colonialism and public health demonstrates how uh, how both overt white supremacist claims and seemingly more inert nationalistic claims about unity and freedom both enable and erase ongoing harm to marginalized communities. Get it? So freedom is essentially now just a tagline for white supremacy. Got it? Good. By the way, don't you love the fact that these truckers, these are the workers. Their revolution has come, and this is how the left treats them. That's um, This entire time, it's been workers of the world unite. They unite, and this is how the left treats them. By putting them down, mocking them, arresting them, and telling them to go F themselves. Now, she also continues here, Canada, like the United States, has its origins in a settler, settler colonial project. In the late 16th and 17th centuries, French and British families and soldiers began arriving along the east coast of the northern regions of Turtle Island, a name used by the Lenape and some other group of uh, indigenous nations. The settlement of Europeans rested on what historian Patrick Wolfe called a logic of elimination, where indigenous peoples were displaced or assimilated through genocidal policies. I just had curiosity. Are the truckers looking f- to commit genocide? Is, is that what they're protesting? Their right to commit genocide? I'm just, I'm, I, because I, I missed that. I thought it was they don't have to walk around with vaccine passports, but now apparently it's they want genocide. Okay. Good to know. In mid 18th century Nova Scotia, for example, Governor Edward Cornwallis establishing an extra, how do you say, extirpation proclamation that commanded, uh, commanded all officers, civil and military, and all of His Majesty's subjects or others to annoy, distress, take, or destroy the some group of, Native Americans. What the hell does this have to do with the truckers, though, is my question. See, don't you hate people like this. They use big words. They don't need to. You know, it's just the pedantic. Okay, that's a big word I just used. But you understand my point. Through the establishment and amendment of federal policies, Canadian state weaponized medicine, public health and science in support of settler colonial aims, Less than a decade after Canadian Confederation, the establishment of the Indian Act bestowed upon the federal government, sweeping power. what does this have to do with the truckers? I'm bored of reading this. I'm sorry. I can't keep going here. All I know is this. She says that freedom is white supremacy and the truckers now are essentially a bunch of colonial uh, white supremacist oppressors of Native Americans. Uh, Got it? The primarily white supporters of the Freedom Convoy argue that pandemic mandates infringe upon their constitutional rights to freedom. The notion of freedom was historically and remains intertwined with whiteness. The belief that one's entitlement to freedom is a key component of white supremacy. This explains why the Freedom Convoy members see themselves as entitled to freedom, no matter the public health consequences to those around them. Just out of curiosity, is smoking legal in Canada or is that banned? Is drinking legal? Because there's public health consequences to those around people who drink and smoke. I mean, if you drink, you might beat up your spouse or something. If you smoke cigarettes, you might give somebody secondhand smoke, although that's kind of a myth, but anyway. But the vaccine doesn't stop transmission, so... Anyway, Canada's history of freedom, then, was founded in the unfreedom of indigenous people. This dynamic has been unnoticed and misconstrued by organizers, attendees, and supporters of the Freedom Convoy. On the GoFundMe, the organizers claimed, we are a peaceful country that has helped protect nations across the globe from tyrannical governments who oppress their people and now it seems it is happening here we are doing this for our future generations and to regain our lives back they are advancing a settler colonial genealogy that deploys the language of freedom and unity while engaging in actions that are harmful and violent a settler colonial genealogy that deploys the language of freedom and unity while engaging in actions that are harmful and violent what are these harmful and violent actions? Anyway, that's now you know why I'm beating my head against the wall right now. Freedom is just more white supremacy. Freedom's just another name for nothing left to lose or, you know, white supremacy. I I, I guess.
2: Let's cut through the BS. God isn't scary. This is the Rich Zeoli podcast. Isn't
0: it scary that this wacko may be teaching your kids in college one day? That's what terrifies me. But it's no surprise to me that we're in this situation right now because we have this mindset that we don't tolerate freedom anymore. Now that the left has decided freedom is a dangerous thing. Now that the left has decided that, they're going to do everything they possibly can to crush freedom. I mean, everything they possibly can. Freedom gets in the way of what they want to do. You know, there's a reason why Marx does not advocate for freedom. There's a reason why the whole worker revolution is a bunch of BS. The left believes that they're morally superior and they're intellectually superior. The left mocks people for their intelligence all the time. You ever notice that? You'll be engaging with somebody on Twitter or Facebook, and they'll immediately attack your intelligence. See, the left thinks that they are smarter, their plans are smarter, and the only reason why you don't embrace their ideas is you are an idiot. That's it. That's what they believe. And so freedom gets in the way of their grand utopia, utopia, their, their socialist utopian dream, and so because of that, now they have to shut it down. They have to shut it down. Here is an example of what I mean. Deputy Prime Minister Freeland of Canada discussing how they're taking away the money of those who've donated to the truckers to help them in their protest. Because they have to shut down anything that disagrees with their vision of how people should live their lives.
5: So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well?
1: Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions, and accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, In terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions.
0: Got it. So anything they can do to shut things down, they will do it. They will shut it down. Shut it down. That, that's freedom. That's freedom on the Canadian side of the river or border. I mean, some it's a river in some places. It's not a river in other places, but you get, you get what I mean. Uh, let's see. This is uh, a little bit more of Biden from today. Here we go. Net zero to get to. look, There's so much more. How about this? Does he ever go home to Delaware sometimes? You ever think he does uh, get out of Washington? Before I began, I want
4: to just point out I was having a. Just sitting talking for a second with the head director of HUD and uh, the former congresswoman just on the other side of this district. And uh, she said something that reminded me of uh, what I miss as well. She said, It's so good to be home in Ohio. No, I really mean it. And I said, You're probably the only one here that understands that every time I get a chance, I go home to Delaware. You think I'm joking? I'm not. I represented Delaware for 36 years as United States Senator. And uh, and just like most congressional districts, the good news is the bad news. Everybody knows you.
0: <laughs> hey. You want candy? Huh? Come on. Come on down here in the sewer with me. You'll float too. That creepy clown from IT, isn't he? Hey, everybody knows me. ha ha ha. Ha ha. Johnny, come here. It's, uh, nobody, by the way, nobody doubts that you go back to Delaware as much as possible. Nobody, nobody doubts (laughs) that you go back there. We, we see it all the time and we're not, we're not upset by it. Um, here we go. There, him joking around now about his hangouts and where he went to the Oswego River in New York. There is no Lake Oswego in New York, but you know, there is a river Anyway, take a listen. Like here. the one of my old hangouts as well. I went to
4: Syracuse University, and I was a lifeguard on on Lake Oswego. I uh, and I uh, and I know the Oswego River up in New York. Yeah, there's that no Lake Oswego, by of. the way.
0: There's a, there's a river, but there's no Lake Oswego. But that's that. You know, come on. What are you gonna do? What What are you gonna do? Sometimes, you know what I mean? So, hey, everybody here knows me. How you doing, kids? Huh? Huh? Yo, float too. I'll tell you one thing that I. I think is pretty fascinating is the silence from the media about the Durham report. The only time they do talk about it, by the way, is when they are trashing him. Deadline white house, MSNBC with Nicole Wallace, former Republican, Nicole Wallace late Wednesday afternoon with only the third mention of the bombshell revelation from special counsel, John Durham. They predictably use 16 minutes and 10 seconds to dismiss it as dangerous disinformation peddled by right-wing media. Now, this came after the first half hour of the show was spent spinning webs about Donald Trump's White House visitor logs and January 6th prosecutions. So this is from the Media, Media Research Center, and they Plus, this is just a little bit. Spigate. Here we go.
4: Well, Trump and his allies never really let it go. And they're back this week. Again, the spreading, the dissemination of disinformation by right-wing media is not new. And it's not a bug, it's a feature. But they're at it again. And this is important. They are misrepresenting a court filing and running wall-to-wall coverage about that misrepresented depiction. That dangerous narrative and the effort to reverse it.
0: Just out of curiosity, if it was a misrepresentation of a court filing, why is Sussman... Why did he just put out a 29-page brief disagreeing with it? Why would why would his attorney spend that much time if it was just if we're just misinterpreting this court brief, and the court brief is no big deal, this court filing, it's a minor little thing. Why would Sussman spend 29 pages of a legal brief calling it a bunch of BS and fighting to have it dismissed? Hmm? The things that make you think. Next,
4: for the past few days, Donald Trump and his allies in conservative media have been totally consumed by a story they say—wait for it—is bigger than Watergate. Those of us on Earth one may have missed it. One, you got right at the.
0: um... Enough! I can't! I can't! I can't! I just can't take it. When the media does talk about it, they wind up spending most of the time with the with the denials. NBC denials uh, discovers the dorm issue, touts denials from Hillary Clinton. and well, now to a
5: story making big waves in Washington. It's, today's show. it's what amounts to unproven claims that Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign paid to spy on Donald Trump. Well, this morning, Clinton's responding. NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson has the story. Hallie, good morning.
0: Hey, Savannah, good morning. By the way, if, if, there, if this is just right-wing media misinterpreting a court filing, as Nicole Wallace says, what what is there to respond to? What is there to deny? You just go, no, 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 no. The court filing's fine. They're just they're just misinterpreting it. It's just right-wing media misinterpreting it. Everything in the court filing's fine. It doesn't allege anything that I've done wrong. <laughs> I guess, am I the only one ha- that has logic here? Uh, uh, okay.
5: You. We're talking about a story that has I mean, ripped do, through but. conservative media, something Donald ripped Trump through. calls bigger than Watergate. But what's in this actual court filing we're talking about does not back up some of the allegations being made. It would be explosive if it were true. The allegation a political opponent spied on a sitting president. And that's exactly what former President Donald Trump and his allies are claiming.
1: It was worse than we thought because they were spying on the sitting president of the United States. Hillary
5: Clinton's campaign paid to spy on Donald Trump.
1: I liken it to Watergate. But Hillary Clinton
5: now slamming the whole thing as a fake scandal to distract from Mr. Trump's real ones. So it's a day that ends in why, she tweeted. Some conservatives seizing on all this as proof someone spied on then-President Trump, blasting what they see as a lack of attention to it.
1: The silence by most of the media is very revealing.
5: But here's the thing, that computer data only showed that different servers were communicating, not what they were communicating about, according to experts. In other words, emails couldn't have been read, text messages couldn't have been read, they couldn't have even seen the content that was on the screens. The court filing doesn't say when the data collection ended, and that's important because Sussman's attorneys say the special counsel knows it didn't happen during the Trump administration, but instead, when then President Obama was in office. Also, keep in mind, the court filing does not allege a crime related to hacking. It also does not say that anybody was illegally spied on. Savannah? Just so I understand. So it actually happened during the Obama administration? That's what Sussman's attorneys are saying, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, well, then if Sussman's attorneys are saying it, then yeah. Then then yeah. (laughs) So let's understand this now. So John Durham is going to just throw away his entire career, lie, risk going to prison just because the man hates Hillary Clinton that much. He's, a, he's he's not a political guy, and the fact is that he was reappointed by President Biden to be the special counsel, but he's just so rabidly hates Hillary Clinton that much. He's going to throw it all away and laugh when he's sitting in prison like the Joker or Scarecrow. I <laughs> almost had her. I came so close. Oh. Yeah, he's just making the whole thing up. That's what usually happens. That's special counsels and their teams of prosecutors being paid for by the Department of Justice. They routinely make make. S up, you know what I mean. So again, I, I, Catherine Harridge quoting that new twenty nine page Sussman filing accuses Durham of extraordinary prosecutorial overreach and seeks dismissal, false statement charges because the issue is entirely ancillary matter about who his client might have been when he met with the FBI. If it so, which is it? Is it is he making it all up or is it just right wing media? We're just misinterpreting it. You see how the two. The left can't figure out yet what's the talking point. I think these are trial balloons to figure out which one sticks better. Is it just, we're just misinterpreting it or the whole thing's made up. It's just a minor, minor point in a legal brief that we are just blowing out of proportion or it's entirely made up and Obama, it was Obama's administration. The whole thing's a fugazi. I really, I can't keep track with it. Can you? I have a hard time just keeping track. I'm trying to, but I really, I, I just, I can't seem to be able to do so. That's the, that's the problem. Oh man! All right, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed that we're sitting here in this moment right now. I'm also amazed right now that um, the mayor of New York City, with all this crime that's happening, and by the way, in Philadelphia, two people were shot in Center City, Philadelphia, uh, over a road rage in- incident. I tell you what, one thing right now, people are psycho out there. People are. I'm just. If I'm just to give you a little bit. Of advice, if somebody beeps at you, gives you the finger, just just ignore them. It's not worth it. There's too many lunatics out there today. You don't want to deal with it. You just really don't want to deal with it. it is not, there's nut jobs out there. People are just crazy. But apparently, these two drivers got into an argument over over a parking space. A woman who witnessed the shooting told KYW News Radio that she was sitting outside the Paris Baguette on Chestnut Street when she saw somebody pull up to a car that was parked on the side of the road. The drivers got into an argument. At one point, one of the drivers went up to the window of the other and started shooting. One man was shot in the back, chin, and neck. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Another man was shot in the arm, likely a non life threatening injury. All right. Well, there there you go. Just another day in Center City, Philadelphia for you. But knowing all this crime is happening across the country right now, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is going to defund the police. Yes, that's right. He's going to defund the police by nearly 30 million
3: dollars. The budget is going to be basically flat. There may be a slight decrease uh, in the next uh, a few months, but it's basically going to remain flat. That's the number one concern right now in public safety. There you go. Hang on. Let's let's listen. The budget is going to be basically flat. There may be a slight decrease uh, in the next uh, a few months, but it's basically going to remain flat. That's the number one concern right now. But there, might,
0: there might be a slight decrease. New York Post reporting that the fiscal budget will uh, will cut the NYPD by 30 million dollars. I don't know if that's a slight decrease. That sounds like thirty million. Sounds like a significant decrease to me. But um, hey, the great fiscal conservative. Look at that, and that's something. Look at that. Look at him. Look at him. Look at this guy, right? What a what a what a fiscal fiscal conservative he is, Eric Adams. I don't know. It seems like you wouldn't want to cut a dollar of their budget at this point in time, given. How much is happening right now with police? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, given how much is happening with crime in this country and what the police are up against right now. Um, Joy Behar says she may finally, for the rest of her life, wear a mask. My only question is, can that mask have a muzzle? Attached to it in some way, shape or form is my question. Can there be a muzzle component to it? Uh, This is lighting up Twitter, by the way. People are loving the fact that Joy Behar said she may wear a mask forever and ever and ever. Personally. okay <laughs> please I listen to the little voice in my head mm-hmm. that doesn't really what do you think that voice in her head what tells they her. tell me because mm-hmm. they keep changing it Yeah. Right? so voice in like her very short time ago, I think that voice in her head's a little bit crazy don't you I'm just throwing this out there that voice in her head I'd be what else is that voice telling her is that just my only question they were saying put the N95 masks right. on and, they, and now they make sure it's a. and now they're saying you don't have to wear them anymore mm-hmm. yeah. so I if I go on the subway mm-hmm. if I go in a bus if I go into the theater if I go into um, where else would I a go? Crowded a crowded spot yes. crowded I would wear a mask and I might do that indefinitely mm-hmm. because why do I need a flu or a cold even right. That's and so right. I'm- forever and ever and ever and ever does anybody think Joy Behar rides the subway does anybody believe that? Excuse me, can can I, may I have that seat, please? Can you, what are you going to make me stand for? Huh? Mask up. Have a great rest of your day today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Beautiful out. Enjoy it.